0: Welcome, everyone, to House on Fire and Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things pertaining for every phase. Our desire is to help you raise the next generation of believers. And today, I have some good friends with me, Callister and Alima. How you guys doing? Hey, Lucas. Good. Hello. Glad you guys are here, uh, able for us to kind of chat about. You guys are having a baby. So, so, uh, so introduce your guys yourselves a little bit, tell us a little bit about you guys and whatever fun facts that you want to say and add in there as random or non-random as you would like. And, uh, we'll kind of dive into a conversation about you guys being parents for the first time.
1: Awesome. So I'm Callister and I've been doing the, um, children's videos here at Austin Oaks Church for the past year. Uh, lived in Austin for about a year now. Moved out here after we really felt led by God to come out here. Yeah. Uh, moved out here from LA, where I lived for the last 10 years, and then uh, grew up in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Awesome. Fun fact about myself um, I, uh, so my mom's, one of our neighbor, my mom's best friend, we were staying at her house and I peed on her kitchen. <laughs> Uh, on her kitchen chair, <laughs>
0: on the pillow of her kitchen chair. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a
2: toilet when he was sleepwalking.
0: You weren't like in your, you weren't like 18 at the time, right?
1: Well, I was definitely older than I should have been doing something <laughs> like that. We'll I'll just leave it at that.
0: I love it. I love it. I, now it's making me think of a few things that I don't want to admit now that I've done in my life. So, all right. Well, Lima, tell us a few things about you.
2: All right. So my name is Lima. I'm 26 years old. I've never done a podcast before, so this is cool. Um, Fun fact, I used to be a runner. I used to run cross-country and track in high school and college, but those days are no longer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And just to make it very clear for those listening, you guys are married. You are married, right? I've I've only ever known you guys as married, so I'm assuming you're still married. Yep, still married. I love it. I love it. Hey, I remember the time uh, you showed up like 16 hours late because you had like three blowouts bringing your stuff from California, showed up at my house at like 3 a.m. and we're unloading all this stuff. And it's like, hey, bro, good to see you, man. Bye. Like, <laughs> I remember that. I think that's so. a
1: testament just to uh, how crazy
0: you are at just helping people you don't even know. Oh, it was fun. So it – uh you guys got here, and w- we made it happen. So yeah. it was, yeah. Anyway. So, well, so we kind of want to talk a little bit about just you guys are not, or well, you are parents now, but the little one just hasn't been born yet. And so just want to, you know, talk about... Just some things that are going through your guys' mind and heart and desire as you're kind of looking forward to having your first child here pretty soon, and and so. Can
1: I just say we have a lot of really good advice <laughs> for all your parents <laughs> on here because I'm pretty much after like nine months we're experts.
0: Well, so just wanted. To I, let you I know, know you enough disclaimer to know that you're you're joking, which is good because if you if you weren't, I'd be like, we need to pause this and have a brother to brother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. But, and that's the thing I love about, you know, on our podcast, we have different parents from different phases and really no expert in anything. And I mean, we all go through different experiences and different things in our lives. And we're all, all, you know, uh, we all come to faith differently, different times and phases in our life. And so it's fun just to have different people on just to kind of chat about like what's going on in your mind. Cause it's, I mean, God's creating a story with you two. And now passing that story on with having a, having a baby, which is a humbling and crazy thing all at the same time. And, and so, uh, so yeah, so let's just talk a little bit about like, first off, like, why do you guys want to have kids? Like, I know people who don't want to have kids. Um, so why do you guys, and, and like my wife and I did not talk about this. We were always like, we're going to have kids because that's, it's a biblical mandate and that sounds like it's going to be fun in the process. So that's why we want to have kids, but we did, we did not sit down and really think about it. So, and I don't know if you guys have, but like, why do why do you guys want children? I'm going to let my wife answer this one first because she's got a much
1: better answer and she'll probably be mad at me for the rest of the talk <laughs> after this.
2: So, um, well, I guess for the first couple years we've been married, um, three years and a couple months. months. Um, but for the first two years, I wouldn't say that I had felt ready hmm. to have kids, I guess. Um,
1: but you always wanted kids. Yeah,
2: but I, I always wanted kids. I just didn't know when I would actually like arrive at the point where I would say, okay, like, let's <laughs> start trying. Um, but yeah, I, well, I think something that Cal had always said was, you know, like just, the bible says that children are a blessing and it's like we can make up our own excuses for you know why we're not ready why we're not in a position to have um children at the moment but like yeah I think just honestly it's just trusting God and yeah I think we were both pretty united when we were like okay now it's you know it's time and maybe it's been time for a while
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And when you say, like, you didn't feel ready, because mm-hmm. my wife and I said the same thing, and I've heard mm-hmm. most couples say the same thing. So when you say, like, you didn't feel ready, like, what do mm-hmm. you mean by that?
2: Um, I guess I felt like I had to be in a certain place spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, I guess, I don't know. I was, I didn't even think in terms of, like, finances really was mostly like personal ambitions like Mm, I yeah I want to you know and I still really want to write a book one day I think that'd be it's just been a dream of mine but I'm like no I have to like actually get started on something like because it's gonna just be impossible like when we have kids for sure yeah
0: yeah no absolutely and 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 for us we kind of waited five years Mm because You know, mostly because I was like, you know, my wife, most of her life wanted to be a social worker. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this plan and time, energy, and money to go into college and then getting her master's to be a social worker. And then, you know, and then six months later, she stays home and we wanted her to stay home. And, you know, and that's just kind of how we wanted, wanted our family to work. But mm-hmm. that just seemed like a lot of time and energy to go into preparing for something for such a short duration of time. Mm-hmm. Not that we looked at it, I guess, biblically, but it's just kind of what we were practically thinking, I guess. Um so, yeah, so well, cool, um, so what are you excited most about? whoa, whoa, whoa whoa Do you want to pipe you my in side of the oh, story sorry, here. go okay, go, ahead. I, I thought you were deferring to your wife, but no, no I was okay, letting her answer that one, right, but I right. was
1: going to uh take some responsibility for my own <laughs> um, thoughts and yeah um, on on the matter um so, I did not want to have kids, really, I've loved kids for a long time, I love working in children's ministry, yeah. And and i love like hanging out with them i'm a huge kid like i just you know i'll get on their level and yeah. um yeah just break every social norm um <laughs> to kind of connect with kids yeah um but i loved the fact that i didn't have to have the responsibility of the yeah. kid being mine so i get to mess around like have fun with them and then just pass them off to their parents and yep. not worry about it i always used to say um, when the time comes, I'm sure I'll change my mind, but until then I did not want kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was really funny because Alima was like, I really want kids. I really want kids. And then once we got married, she's like, Oh, hold up. Like, I don't think, you know, we can do this. And yeah. I was in a place where I was like, I mean, I'm not super eager to have kids, but that's what God says. And so yeah. I know that one of the first early conversations I had with you, we were talking about the fact that kids are a blessing. And God that's what God says. Um and it's kinda like one of those things where I just trust him yeah. that um, you know, he's going to provide what we need. And um yeah. So Yeah. Just an interesting flip flop between both for of us sure. because yeah. I didn't want the kids and I'm like, let's go for it. And she's like, yeah. she wants the kids and she's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa hold up, hold up, listen.
0: <laughs> so most most guys I've talked to, uh and dads now, like they've kind of said the reason I really didn't want kids just because I knew the amount of time and the things they would have to give up, which, you know, I think there's a little bit of pride and, and selfishness in that. And, and I think rightfully so. I mean, it's just, it's a big thing to give up the amount of time and things that go into having kids. And so would you say that that was kind of where, like, you were thinking, like, as in, you you know, you didn't want to have kids right away, where there were other specific reasons that was hindering you or keeping you from, like, wanting kids right away? Um, I would say the selfishness is a good good portion of it but
1: also that in reality there's a lot of fear around um you know i I have so many nieces and nephews and i just i always like the thought enters my mind like man if any one of them is ever like harmed or you know something bad happens to them like i don't even know how i would be able to approach god yeah in that situation and um and so you know all the more i'm sure with my own kids
0: yeah for sure no for sure what are you guys excited most about? Like, I mean, there's so many things that are going to be changing and a lot of it's fun and some of it's terrible. I'll take a you know?
1: shot on this one. Just continue talking. I like hearing my own voice. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. This is a great, <laughs> the great kidding.
0: environment for it.
1: All right. I know I got these headphones on. It's like, wow, my voice sounds cooler than it does in like, person. <laughs> all right. Um, the, Uh, The thing I'm most excited for, I tell everybody, uh, is that I'm going to finally have somebody who has to listen to every single word that I say. I love it. I already have a two-hour lecture planned for Straight Out of the Womb, and uh, it's going to be like, here, listen, you and me, we're going to have an understanding. I talk, you listen. (laughs) I love it, dude. So um, yeah, just lectures. But I mean, apart from the lectures is like when you get to explain the things of God's God to your kid, and then you get to see them take it on for their own and, like, transform that into, like, their own faith. And you're, like, you get kind of blown away seeing what kids will do with that. Yeah. Like, that, you're, like, how did they piece that together? And, like, how come I haven't
0: pieced that together yet? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Um, What am I most excited for? I think at the beginning I was, like, mostly – I was even more excited for my parents to be first-time grandparents mm. than I was excited to be a mom. <laughs> That's okay, um, but that I think that excitement, like definitely over pregnancy, has grown. Um, what specifically I'm excited about? I don't really know. I, I know I, I just know I've always wanted to be a mom. Like even since kindergarten, they had us write on like a worksheet of what we wanted to be when we grew up and yeah. my mom was a stay at home mom. Um, and that's all, that's what I wrote. I was like, I just want to be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Nothing wrong with that. It's a huge and awesome calling. Yeah. From and Lord. I'm so
2: excited just to meet them. Like we, we had our, uh, final ultrasound today before, um, the birth. Um, and yeah, it's just like crazy cause you can see them, but you're just like, I just want to like actually hold them. And yes. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm stoked. So it's it's for sure a boy. Is it? We have no idea. Okay, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> Do you think it is. <coughs> you, I, you just said him, so I.
2: Oh, did I say him? Which oh, is fine. Him, him and her thinks, interchangeably. I think it's a, girl. it's a girl. A okay,
1: okay. I think it's a boy.
0: And you guys are waiting, right? Like, so you're yeah. you you have no idea. You're going to be no. surprised on day one on the birthday if
1: god designed it a surprise i want to keep it a surprise i love
0: it <laughs> i i have uh zero desire to do that and love <laughs> that you guys are willing to do that i think it's awesome so well cool well we'll be eager to have him or her in yeah. uh in the world now have you guys picked out names no, no. <laughs> have you have you you got like a list a couple of names Nope. Got, got a few options? I mean, you'll figure it out. So,
2: so we have a few that we like. Um, and actually, like, before um, actually before I got pregnant, I would have, like, these nightmares of giving birth to a baby but not knowing the name. Hmm. And then when Cal comes up to me and is like, oh, I want to wait for the gender, and I also, like, don't want to pick out a designated boy or girl name. It kind of freaked me out because I just I feel like a name – is so tied to, like, your identity and, like, just your, yeah, who you are as a person. Um, But a lot of times in the well, most times in the Bible when you read, um, like, the baby's born first and then the name is given. Um, And I just, both I think both of us really want God to just provide, in in the same way that he's provided for us, um, you know, in, in, e- everything. in everything yeah, yeah. Um, that God would provide the name. But yeah. like my prayer is that like he would give us a unique name. Cause I really like unique names.
0: Oh yes. Um, yeah. I love it. I but think if it's the baby's awesome.
2: name is supposed to be John, then like, so be it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure. I have full confidence the Lord will provide and you guys will figure it out along the way. So it'll be, it'll be fun. it will be fun to see. Would you guys, so you guys did have a baby shower. And so what, cool stuff did you guys get that you maybe didn't even know existed because when I became a parent my vocabulary like tripled I was like I know what a boppy is and a bumbo (laughs) and all of these weird things that's not a foreign language it's actually a part of English words so I I remember our just vocabulary developing and all of these things that you learned Uh, so what did you guys get that was like cool or exciting or you know you're eager or a cool outfit maybe to put on him or her um (laughs) <laughs> There's been an outpouring
1: of stuff that we've gotten, yeah. and it's yeah. just been such a huge blessing. But part of not having the kid yet is you have no idea what's going to be useful. For sure. What's going to be good. People have recommended lots of stuff to us. We put it on our list, and it's all been bought. Yeah. So um, I think w- we did get a SpaceX suit. Um, a like what a spacex suit from a friend that works at spacex i think we've both been pretty unanimously excited <laughs> like what's a spacex it's a onesie suit? that looks like an astronaut no way um, it's like a replica of the spacex <laughs> that's space awesome suit, yeah um from yeah this employee at spacex so we're we're excited about that we're excited about everything that we've gotten um yeah. but for the most part it's like you know we got like more baby furniture than we own furniture for humans. So like, I mean, if it's, yeah. it's not yours, you don't get to use it. You know, the baby gets to use it. <laughs> so how excited can you be about that? <laughs> for sure, dude.
0: It's like, dude, this mug's getting all the stuff. Like now we just got to take like, care of it. I want a lazy boy like <laughs> that rocks me electronically, you know, like just. <laughs> no, for sure. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Aleema, what about you? Anything specific stand out or? An outfit or i'm assuming you guys got thousands um, of diapers and wipes and man. you know
2: yeah like we have a lot of great uh unisex outfits yeah just like hand-me-downs just gifts from people one thing that i so i didn't know so for those of you who don't know i really hate researching so pretty much every single recommendation that we've gotten like from You guys are like Amanda. I'm just like, oh, I don't even need to research it. If you say it's good, like I'll add it to our registry. But um, from church staff, uh, there's like this baby monitor called the, was it Nanit? That was recommended by Amanda. Uh I didn't really know about it, but then apparently like it measures your baby's... um, like heart rate or wow. something
1: body temperature Dang. Everything. i mean this thing like is it's like so oh a my robot. Gosh. I was like, that's awesome
2: i was super grateful and yeah. i'm like i'm excited to use it
1: yeah um, we and we even we even were like amanda told us about it she's like it's the best oh. and then uh there's like two different versions like nanit plus and nanit pro we put nanit plus on our on our registry yeah. we're like okay you know not even expecting to get it and then um yeah everybody here at the church He's just pitched, pitched in, in yeah. yeah and they didn't they got i guess you guys got the pro model and yeah. i'm like like it's just nuts that so.
0: way it can feed your child if you yeah, need to exactly. be gone yeah. you know yeah. for
1: does the its own lactating after. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love robot it. lactating yeah.
2: no, even that- a man what did she recommend also the birthing center that i'm planning to give birth at. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, just lots of blessings. Grateful to have a bunch of like parents in the church. So yes,
0: it is. It is nice to know that others have gone before and they've figured a few things out and Mm -hmm. didn't do it perfectly, but Lord willing, I can ask a few questions and it'll help my process be a little bit smoother. So that's a, it's a blessing of it all. What are you guys most fearful about? Um, you know, when it comes to being parents for the first time, like any fears or just, and you know, then it could be a slight fear and, or maybe even some are just like maybe keeping you up a little bit or, you know, you've been mulling it over a lot or just processing it a lot with each other. So what, what, what kind of fears do you guys have
2: for me kind of towards the beginning, like I've heard about like postpartum depression and anxiety Um and i think that was it's i'm actually really not anxious anymore about that um yeah. but that was something that i was like in a sense like i was like ex- expecting like oh i'm just gonna be emotionally all over the place after mm-hmm. i get birth, in it or just like not knowing what to do but i mean since then like there's some good friends that we have the floreses where i was just like talking to them about it and yeah. just they were like you're they just spoke blessings and they're like, you're not going to have that. And that's not going to be a worry for you. And I just felt it was just really peace giving. Yeah. Um, Yeah, That's awesome. That was one of the things.
1: Yeah. (laughs) biggest fear for me is um, just knowing that I'm bringing a child Mm -hmm. into the world. It's going to have to go out some way or another. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a common um, thing that I think about even for myself You know, at some point, God is going to be like, hey, you know, your time's up. And um, in that moment, I have faith and hope that, like, he'll be there with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, there's a whole life of suffering that, you know, this kid is going to have to experience as well as experience God's grace and goodness Mm -hmm. and kindness. And um, I just, you know, think about the fact that, like, Yeah, there is a point where, like, there's going to be a lot of suffering, too, for this kid. So yeah, that's my biggest fear.
0: Yeah. And and I think, you know, I've had a few conversations with people I know that really wrestle with that. And due to the fact that, you know, they were like, man, how do I bring a child into a world where they are going to experience suffering and and just, and I think that's kept some people from maybe having kids Mm -hmm. because it's just a a hard reality. So yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. Um, what, what does it look like if for you guys specifically and how other people can help support you? And I think this question is important because we've had some great community here at Austin Oaks and we've had some amazing families, uh, that have just anything from just texting us to see how we're doing, you know, um, to coming over and helping, but we've also had some people in our lives that, were more trouble than it was i'm like it'd be better if you were not here like you're just like it's just not everybody really understands how to serve people well um and sometimes it's more of a burden for having somebody physically there than it is for like the good that comes out of it and so and god's gracious and i think most people's hearts are in the right place i've heard that part of my task as the dad is
1: making sure that after the birth Ilima has um Immense amount of space And just you know Doesn't have to deal with people So I gotta be like the The guardian that just yeah. keeps people away From looking at the baby Coming and looking at the baby Just let her
0: rest Yes Cause you You're gonna need lots of rest yeah, So I
2: guess Yeah it's hard to really Anticipate what it'll Be like But I guess from what I've Heard from my friends I feel like Like I've had a lot of friends Who've recently had kids um, And I feel like they're like, I would be hesitant to reach out because I'm like, oh, they're, like, probably busy or even just to, like, send a text because I'm like, oh, I don't, like, what if when the phone, like, rings, it, like, wakes up the baby and then it ruins their, <laughs> st- like, I'll, like, worry about stuff like that, but from yeah. whatever from them is that they um, love getting a text just to check in Um yeah. just, you know, they appreciate um, people reaching out, so my assumption is that I will... Appreciate that as well. Yeah, um, I don't even know how well. Maybe I, I probably will value some privacy. I guess mm-hmm. early on, but I mean, yeah. I don't as know. far
1: as like being served, best way to serve us, I can't answer that question. I have no idea right now. Yeah, um, I I feel so loved and served mm-hmm. already. Yeah, and um, I just
2: feel very taken care of. Yeah, you know?
1: and yeah. I I just feel like you know God provides um the right things at the right time and i just gotta uh kind of learn how to um get by with what he gives me
0: yeah so no for sure and everybody, you know, responds differently. Like some people are, you know, a day of rest and then they want all the family <laughs> around, pass the baby around. And just sometimes you're like, where's my baby at? You know, and uh, and others are like, y'all need to leave me alone. You know, and th- there's nothing wrong with any of those. And so I'm I'm sure you guys will figure that out along the way. And um, I would just encourage you to be somewhat selfish. It's, you know, like if you're physically exhausted and five people want to have a conversation, be like, uh, yeah, it'd be best if you would come back tomorrow. Like, you know, and so, uh, I encourage you to be a little selfish there for a little bit, but it wouldn't be, would be a bad thing. So what advice have people given you about this new phase of life or, or being new parents that you realized was terrible advice? Cause there's a lot of cliche things that people say. And I think most of the time people's hearts in the right place. And you know, but there's some things that advice that people give. It's like, yeah, that, that, that wasn't very helpful. It was really discouraging, you know, like, you know, if somebody were to walk up and say, you know, your body's going to be ripped open and, you know, and they go on all the gory details. It's like, yeah, you probably could have maybe just generalized like, you didn't even to say that, you know? And so, um, what, what advice that people said that you've just been like, uh, that I would have not rather heard that. I got one. So uh,
1: interestingly, I don't know if we've gotten too much bad, or I don't feel like we've gotten too much cool. bad advice from people. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just because I haven't had a kid yet, and so, or we haven't had a kid yet, so there's a lot that we don't know. For sure. Um, when some people give us advice, maybe we're just like, yeah, I don't think that's for us. We're not going to do that. Um, but I don't, I don't think it was too bad. But there was one example where I was just like, no. Like, we are not doing that. And interestingly, it came from doctors in the medical field. So um, when we first uh, went in for the first ultrasound, um, I think they told us that uh, the umbilical cord has one artery. Usually an umbilical cord has two arteries. Oh, wow. They said with, the, um, with that, there's an increase. I think it was like double the percentage mm-hmm. chance yeah. of the kid having uh, Down syndrome. Hmm. And then they were like, so you know, what do you want to do from here? You know, I, you know, I think they recommended like genetic, They recommended, recommended genetic testing and yeah. different And I'm like, uh, Lima came back and said, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? I was like, are you kidding? Like this actually, it's kind of a common thing. It happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not so common, but it, it is like a common thing and it happens. And I was like, what, are, what are we going to do if we find out that there's, You know, Down syndrome. Down syndrome kids are some of the most beautiful, lovely kids and people that I've ever met. And it's like, um, what do you do with that information? I mean, you're gonna try and have a surgery in the, and probably not. I mean, I think if you follow the path of like what your options are, like it's to intervene in a way that I don't think we should be intervening. Yeah. Or I mean, abortion? That's sick. That's terrible. Yeah. Um. So why do we need a genetic test? We're not going to genetic test. We'll be blessed.
0: Yeah. Yep. We've, we've been, uh, been down that road a little bit ourselves with our son and it, um, yeah, we very much, were the same.
2: Yeah. And I think, yeah, I have an older brother with autism, so I almost, I almost, I mean, I guess some people, you know, who, you know, don't, aren't considering abortion just want to know to kind of just, prepare mentally yeah. um, for it but i just think because i've seen in our life how much autism has been a blessing in my family like yeah. um you know if we if we did have a kid with down syndrome like praise the lord you know yep yeah i'm i'm sure it would come with its um hardships yeah sure, certainly right? challenges but yeah. um no god has such a purpose for people with special needs. Um yeah. Yeah.
1: And the rest of our needs, Elima likes to say, are <laughs> all unspecial. So
0: at least they <laughs> have special needs. I love it. Yeah. Um
2: but yeah, I to be honest, um I honestly feel like I haven't gotten like I've we've gotten like recommendations for baby products and stuff. I feel like yeah. we haven't gotten much awesome. advice really, but just a lot of prayers. Yeah. Um and I, honestly, the worst advice I've ever gotten was probably from my own brain. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, just such an outpouring of prayers for the baby. And I i don't think I've even, yeah, people haven't really come up and said, oh, like, you got to do this. A lot of people have just said, like, oh, you know, you just got to find what works. And Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yep. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. So, uh, and you guys... We didn't plan this particular question, so you feel free to deny it or not talk about it if you don't want to. But why is abortion not an option for you? And I know it's a loaded question.
1: You know, uh, when I was in high school, um, our teacher made us all split the class half and half. And one, class, one side of the class had to argue for abortion, mm. and one side of the class had to argue against abortion. I think I was probably on the arguing for abortion side, even though I knew that because I'm Christian, I'm against it. But at the time, you know, when I was like talking with people, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the case of rape, it's okay to have an abortion. And I would have to like, kind of say like, oh yeah, in the case where a mom is going to die, like it's okay to have an abortion. And it's, and just like, whenever people would bring up all these small little one-off cases, I'd say, oh yeah, of course that should be okay in that situation. What, is crazy is I had never they were asking me to talk about something that I have no knowledge and experience of Yeah, um, you know I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen on Facebook like sometimes people will repost these videos of how an abortion is performed Yeah, it is the most sick and barbaric thing I have ever seen to see a baby torn apart limb by limb yeah, their head crushed, something like that. And you can say, well, there's medical abortions where you can get, you know, pills or something like that. But it's like, you know what? No, this is like, to me, in my heart, in my soul, uh, I was so deeply moved by um, that, you know, that video. God says kids are blessing. If, if somebody's been raped, if somebody's like this, you know, had, you know, in a situation where they could die or something, it's like God calls us to give up our lives to find life and where women are told that it would be better to have an abortion. Their life would be better if they had an abortion. They have, I truly believe they have no idea the enslavement that they're putting themselves into when Hmm. they believe that of guilt and shame and, um, just immense hardship and, you know, just like condemning themselves because of you know the decision that they make and it's like that's a win for the enemy these women put into that situation that's by god's grace that's not uh you know that's not something that we have to be endlessly guilty and shameful over but it is something that's evil and entrapping yeah um to the people not just the people not just the kids going through it or the children that you know that are killed but also to the parents yeah Uh, yeah so and God promises that the kids will be a blessing like you know I think I think every woman and dad who decides to go through with having a kid will at the end of the day 20 years down the road be able to say I wouldn't have done it any other way I would have had that kid a hundred times over yeah
0: yep I would very much very much agree do you want to add anything Alima to what your husband has already said.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think, like, a lot of times, like, because I, I would think through this a lot and even just going or just trying to put myself in someone else's shoes, for example, like, yeah. a woman who is raped and um, gets pregnant by her rapist and, like, just how terrible of a thing that is and even just thinking through like that's like one of the most probably like gotta be one of the most traumatic things that could ever happen yeah. to a person and then um even like having a baby like who you love um, you know growing up even to have um, you know some of the features of the person who's caused you that much pain like you know, I I don't discount, like, the difficulty of it. But yeah. at the same time, um, I just, it's just one of those things that I just can't um, ever permit or say is permissible to yeah. take the even, life of a baby. E- even out.
1: as you're saying that, I'm just thinking about, like, look, this is what God does. He redeems. Mm-hmm. And I cannot think of a more Beautiful redemption mm-hmm. for something so dark and evil Yeah, to have something come out of it. Like, you know, with this woman having a kid to have something so beautiful come out of it. Like for that woman, when she has that kid to have the love of a parent for a child who represents half of something that was so evil and stole, you know, like, yeah. and like take and like uh, to represent this, you know, father if you will of the um like to have that like stark contrast it's like that is seriously the redeeming that's a redemption of god like that is such a redeeming picture um i just i cannot help but imagine the blessing that would come to that woman through that whole
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: you know that whole life it's insane
2: and it's like, yeah, I guess I'd only hope, like, for someone in that situation that they did come to know the Lord. I was just thinking of, like, an analogy that's definitely, like, not, well, oh, it's a lot different. Uh, but even when we went to Torchy's the other day, sometimes I sit in there and I'm like, Is this it strange that I just, I love these tacos, but this whole, um, like, franchises like, devil-themed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, their tacos are so yeah. good. But even just, like, oh, should I, like, should I not be, like, I'll think through these things. Like, should I not be coming here and, like, supporting this uh, business? Uh, but then even just the fact that, like, we're in Torchy sitting at, like, the bar and, like, actually praying, like, like, yeah, we last not, time we went to Torchies we were praying.
1: Not to <laughs> like, mention the devil's tacos are going to feed the children of God <laughs> so that they can do his work.
2: Yeah, so it's just yeah. like, it's just in a lot of things in life, the way we think about it is like, um, you know, it's like don't, don't uh, like willingly put yourself into a situation uh, where like, you know, you're going to sin or something, but like, the fact of the matter is that we are God's children. We have Christ living in us, the spirit working through us. And like those things that are evil, um, that are not of God, like have to submit to Christ living in us. All things will praise him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Confess (laughs) the name of Jesus that he's Lord.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you guys and just your thoughts on it. I, um, yeah, recently just in my in one of my counseling classes that I'm in, it talked a lot about just moms who had, had like a stillborn or mm-hmm. um or even in severe cases um just a yeah, mostly just stillborn, but just in you know, and how some moms struggle like on Mother's Day at churches because mm-hmm. it's like if you're a mom, grab a rose and I think the you know, church leaders are trying to honor moms and dad. You know, dads too. That you know, if it maybe had a stillborn or lost a child, and you know, just lo- lots of scenarios or whatever. But, um, uh, and just it was eye opening. Just you know, need to weigh that and to consider. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all black and white. It's not like you have a child or you have an abortion. There's a lot of other things that go into that, and um. And you know, so it makes me think of Colossians three thirteen. Bear with each other and forgive one another. And if any of you has a grievance against someone, uh, forgive as the Lord forgives you. And just knowing that the sinful tendency of humanity is not uh, more powerful than the grace of God, even for those who have, uh, you know, had an abortion. And it's hard to say, it's hard to say that, you know, but yet it's true. Uh, the grace of God is still sufficient enough. Yeah. Um, to forgive all of our sins, even the, the gruesome sins that, uh, and scripture talks about how people in, in Romans talks about like how people have invented ways to sin. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think our culture is is no different now than it was then. I think culturally people are inventing ways Mm -hmm. to sin. Um, and yet God is willing to forgive those sins, which is, (laughs) it's not fair. (laughs) It's really not fair, but also I'm grateful that it's not, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me think that we had a student who um, got pregnant and uh, she chose to keep the child and uh, actually, I, I remember uh, she texted me one day and uh, my wife's a social worker as you guys know, but, um, and she was like, Hey, what, what adoption agencies do you know about? And actually a family from a, cr- a church across the street, Hope in the City, it's, it's different now, but a family uh, from across the street in that particular church was working with an organization. And we were there the day the child was born. And she hands this child off to this uh, couple who adopted this newborn baby. And it was just the redemptive, I'm like, wow. this is this yep. is like the best thing in the world, mm-hmm. like how God could redeem this story. And now we have another life in the world that, God can use and mobilize to advance his kingdom. And so anyway, um, so I appreciate your guys' thoughts on that. It's a hard subject, but also one to consider. So what, what's some of the best advice you guys have gotten from others or maybe even just really good wisdom. Like I know when I had my son Maverick, a friend of ours from church gave us a pack, of little washcloths and she's like, you're going to need these. I'm like, well, like we have washcloths at our house. But what I didn't know is when you change a diaper on a boy, he may sprinkle all over the wall, <laughs> so having a little little washcloth there to, you know, place there so we don't sprinkle all the wall. I was like, the fountain. I was like, this is i like this is awesome. I was like, I would have never thought of that, you know, because Paisley was our you know our first, and we didn't have that issue with her. And so, anyway, so what what advice have, or wisdom has have, have people given you that's uh, that's been fun or cool for you guys to embrace?
2: <laughs> you go first Cal
1: no you I don't have anything
2: well, I guess yeah like I said earlier I haven't really gotten a lot of advice yeah Um. Hmm.
0: let's ask it this way what biblical truth and wisdom has helped you guys the most in this preparation time as this baby's been percolating here like what's what's the biblical truth and wisdom that has been just most helpful to you guys Uh do whatever your wife asks. Oh,
2: yeah. That's, that's
0: biblical, right? Uh, <laughs> it's uh I think it's a very appropriate interpretation of yeah. many that's, uh, passages of scripture. That's first calisterians <laughs> one one. <laughs> Definitely in my Bible. Well we men, we are supposed to love our wives <laughs> wives as Christ loved the church. So I think it would fall in that category. Yeah. Yeah. Um especially okay. in this <laughs> Season for you for guys. For the
2: record, Cal has been like he has every little craving that I've had. He will literally go drive to the store and get it. He will go like lengths to get ramen. That <laughs> <laughs> I love it. A specific kind. But I,
1: we have friends yeah. that um, they have said that they prayed over just random things yeah. for their children, uh, yeah. um, and then. They said the things, the little things that they either didn't think were necessary or, you know, they prayed over a lot of like odd little things that they felt were, you know, a little Mm -hmm. important, Yeah. but the things they neglected, um, they didn't. So God answered all the prayers of the little things mm-hmm. that they had prayed for, but the oh, yeah. little things that they neglected, it was like those were like that, the things that, that actually my, like got to them. <laughs> so. That was my
2: friend Doreen, and she was like, not that God was like trying to withhold blessing from us, but he was like trying to show her that like I literally listen to the things that you asked me for, like the baby being a good eater and sleeper, and then yeah. their um, baby is a great eater, sleeps uh, 12 hours a night. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. I think the biggest yeah, thing Yeah, so now I'm, we're paranoid
1: about what we haven't yet. I know oh no, when like, we okay, still got, okay, come on, are we missing anything? We got some
2: time. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, trust trusting God, I'm I think that's been the biggest thing because I there's so many ways in which I don't feel ready mm. even spiritually, physically, emotionally, but it's just like God is provided like everything that we need in all those areas and i know he'll continue to so it's like i'm just not anxious about it yeah yeah i don't know
0: no that's great and i you know and i think you know for you guys you know the baby's not quite here we're let's see we're like four weeks out just under four weeks right Three, I think. Three, right?
2: Two and a half, right? Two and a half. Two and a half.
0: Okay, so two and a half weeks. It'll be it'll be a different conversation (laughs) we're going to be having. So, Uh, and and I think a lot of times, like I think all the wisdom I learned when I was younger, but I just it's like water off a duck duck's back, just because it didn't apply to me. But then when I like got into the heat of of living life, and then when people, I'm like, oh man, so and so told me like ten years ago, but it just didn't stick then because I wasn't in the heat of it, and so. Um, I'm sure the Lord will bring all those things, all that wisdom and biblical truth, back to your guys' minds as you guys are—you change the diaper, you change the diaper, <laughs> you hold him or her, you you get up, and you know all the all the fun, quirky things that come along with having a little one in the house. Um, l- last question I've got here is, and and there may not be much, but would love you know, obviously the baby's not here yet. You're about you know a few weeks out. Um, so from the moment of finding out that you guys were pregnant to you know almost having the baby what things do you wish you would have known like what things would have just been like really helpful cuz I, I think of like maybe um another couple that could be listening somebody on the podcast that like maybe they're is you know their his wife's pregnant right now or they're thinking about having kids and so like what 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 things would would be helpful that have been helpful or do you think would be helpful for somebody else in a very similar state? Cause man, there's been one blessing to COVID and that has been, there's been a lot of time at home and there's been a lot of babies yep. that have been,
1: um, so are you asking me to give somebody else their stupidest piece of advice? No, <laughs> <they've ever heard? laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no. Just the things that like that, you know, that have been helpful for you guys. In this stage so I, far, because I got a really good stupid. Hey, wine hey feel free if you want to. We can throw it out there. So, so uh, one of the ways that um,
1: we really make a practice of following God is like being patient and waiting on Him for everything. Yeah. So for us this season, that's looked like we're living in a friend's house, Chris Jang's house. Yeah. We've been living with them for maybe a year and a couple of months now.
2: Yes, we've conceived this child in their house yeah
1: in his <laughs> daughter's room <So laughs> clearly they don't mind
0: so you know
1: um yeah so we uh w- you know when we got pregnant uh Elim was like hey you know i kind of actually i want to have my own space yeah and i'm like don't worry we'll have a space and i was like god will provide um it got up to like last month i don't know like maybe th- two weeks ago yep. and I was like, Hey Lima, uh, you know, God's not going to provide, we gotta, we gotta start <laughs> thinking, we gotta start thinking like we got to change our hearts to be okay with living in our friend's house with ha- while having a baby, you know, and her parents wanted to come out and my parents wanted to come out and they're like, do we get an Airbnb? And it's just like so yeah. complicated all of a sudden. And I was like, uh, I wasn't, I was still maybe hopeful, but I told a that she just needs to change her heart so that she's not stressed about, living in in somebody's house yeah and um and then i was getting stressed and i was like starting to look on uh, uh, craigslist or like other places for like places to rent um but i knew in my heart i was like no we just got to trust god he says seek first the kingdom of god and everything else will be given to you oh yeah so we live by that and um and it was like i think the uh like a week or two ago uh, BJ just came up to us and he was like, you know, I told you he had told us previously that his house might be available in like May or June to rent. Um, and then he was like, actually, the renters are going to move out like mid April, yeah, which is like days or a week before our babies do. Yeah. And it was just like, man, this is such a provision from God. Um, and I was talking with somebody else, uh, the Lanes. I don't know if you know the Lanes, Tim and Hannah Lane. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah. So I was talking with Tim just recently, and he was like, "Man, it's so cool to see how God provided in this way for you." Because he was talking about when he first became a father, it's like all of a sudden the weight of the world was on his shoulders because he's got to be a dad, he's got to provide. He's like, it's just instinctual. Yep. Um, and he's like thinking about all the things he has to do and stressing about it, and then God to give him something like, "Hey, you know, give him this." And then all of a sudden, when God gives him something, it's like, "Oh, there's five other things that I'm going to go down this direction and do." And it's like, and then it, it, it things started falling apart there because he's yeah. trying to do it, you know, in his own strength. That's what that's what he was kind of saying to me. And so um, it's just an interesting thing. What Tim was telling me or communicating to me was just like how important it is to trust and rely on God and be patient and yeah. wait on Him for everything. Yeah. So. That was kind of advice from Tim, and uh, I would say that that would be the stupid advice I would give somebody else to do, because when you're patient, it does not, look, it does not work out the way that you want it to work out, so you'll probably be frustrated at some point.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is, by definition, being patient is waiting upon the Lord to, yeah. And it's, I mean, because I'm the exact opposite. Like too often I've been like, all right, Lord, homie, you need to get up here. Like you've been taking too long. Let's like, you need to get up here where I'm at. You tell him Lucas, <laughs> which is totally <laughs> sinful and horrendous in every way. And so I tend to be a little bit more proactive and then like, probably should have prayed about that. And I didn't. So, um, I think you where you guys have been at it is a, is a good place to be. I, I don't think that's a wrong thing at all. And I, th- the moment that, Paisley came into the world, I knew two things as a dad. I've got to provide and I've got to protect. That's, that's what my job is to do. And I need to do whatever it takes within biblical reasons and mandates to accomplish that. And my wife knew from the moment she held Paisley and Maverick and eventually Thatcher is I've got to, I've got to feed and nurture and care for this child. And yet neither of us read a book. And yet it's God-ordained instincts that God gives mm-hmm. moms and dads. I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, I think it's an awesome thing. Lima, what about you? Any particular things specifically? And if not, no worries.
2: Um, I guess I would say, yeah, stop listening to <laughs> all the voices in your head telling you, oh, you need to have all your ducks in a row Mm. first um because i really and i mean this maybe just doesn't doesn't apply just to like you know deciding to have kids which is everything in life i feel like um yeah just a lot of times we'll just come up with all these excuses or just um learn to adopt certain ways of thinking that aren't you know it's not necessarily i guess bad ways of thinking, but they aren't from the Lord. So I guess I yeah. would uh, just encourage people to really try to silence <laughs> silence those voices and even yeah. any, like, a lot of times those voices are, like, from the enemy and it's not, it's kind of disguised as, like, oh, just practical, you know, worldly advice. But yeah. um, honestly, it can, you can just end up accepting those things and um, being really blinded to what God's will could be in this situation. So I just encourage people to be really alert with um, stuff like that and just be obedient to God.
1: (laughs) One of the things we've been doing a lot lately is testing the fruit of our thoughts. Yeah. So like when you think and you start going down a path of thinking, uh, what fruit does that thought process bring And a lot of times mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it makes me more depressed. Yeah. It makes mm-hmm. me more it's discouraged. It, it makes yeah. me more, It's like, wow, that's from the enemy. Yeah. I need to change my thoughts. God mm-hmm. says, let your n- mind re- be renewed. And I feel like yeah. that's what you're saying. Totally. Same yeah. Because it's real about. tricky because yeah. it'll
2: be disguised as like, oh, like, you know, you want to be making X amount of dollars a year. near like combined income or something. Yeah. Um, But then like sometimes when you think through that, it'll be like it'll be causing you stress. Like, oh, man, like, Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you I just expanded on something that you said really I think well. that's a good example.
1: <laughs> no, I think people that's great. need to need to know that and there's mm-hmm. probably a million others and I think that's the beauty of small groups is you get to talk through that kind of thing. Oh yeah. And people can reveal to you like, you know, the other things that you're not think that you haven't even thought about. So.
0: Yeah. And that's the beauty that scripture provides is it mm-hmm. allows us to take unbiblical thinking and combat it with biblical truth. Because it doesn't no matter what phase of life you're in or even, you know, like I, I, I can remember things that people said to me when I was like nine years old and I can still remember, I'm like, I'm 33, I'm like a grown man and looking back and I'm like, like those words like hurt me, you know, or like I embraced what that person had to say and even, and it was false. And so the need to combat unbiblical thinking, biblical truth is like a daily, um, just ritual that needs to take place because it, it's so easy for us to. Embrace things, embrace lives, which, and, and I, man, I agree so much. I think uh, you're, you're going to bear fruit of some sort, but some of that fruit is going to be sinful fruit. That's going to cause your relationship with the Lord to be more strained. And then you're going to bear biblical fruit. That's going to allow you and the Lord to be uh, thriving together. And so, and I, th- and I think marriages is the same way, right? Having kids, when I think unbiblical things and I live unbiblically in the presence of my kids, now our relationship is, is strained. And so I need to combat that with biblical truth, which will allow biblical fruit to take place. And for my relationship, with my kids or my wife or whoever to move forward in a right way, that's honoring to the Lord. And so, yeah, well, cool. What you have guys have any last thoughts that you guys want to mention or say to the folks who are listening?
1: Lima said, don't listen to the voices in your head, but our voices you can listen to. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I uh, just wanted to thank you, Lucas, for always asking questions. Yeah. I always yeah. say you asking questions on Facebook, always asking questions more often than you even give advice. And I think that's just such a um, cool way mm-hmm. of opening up conversations about uh, God and yeah. kind of getting people to think, because I think ultimately we just don't think, about, think enough about these
0: things. And if we were thinking more about them, God would teach us. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. the important things in life.
0: Oh, yes. Well, I appreciate you guys. It was great to have you guys on. And uh, uh, what's the due date? Because cause you just never know. Our church is pretty awesome. And uh, there may be some listening that's like, I need to you know, stop by or get a meal or they just want to buy 35,000 onesies for nineteen <laughs> ninety-nine at Target. So when, when's the due date here?
2: Um, due date is officially April 25th.
0: April 25th. Okay. And you can get our address from Pastor BJ <laughs>
1: <laughs> who we'll be renting our house from.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, awesome. Well, cool. Thanks so much for being on today. And uh, thanks for joining us today on the house on fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today. And we will see you all next time.